truth that stands true for you uh, in 2020 is not what was true for you earlier although that was part mm-hmm. of the process that brought you here uh, one of the questions running in my head uh, uh, hearing you speak was it's very nice that you you gave it a science but as human beings we are also uh, emotional and uh, feeling beings by nature mm. and uh, and uh, so my question to you which you actually in a way connected with the last line of yours when you said it is confronting and comfortable at the same time uh, we are we are rigged with doubt and fear and uh, we crave acceptance and belonging to to the people whom we care for or whom mm-hmm. we want to be cared for be mm-hmm. uh, them thousands of people or 10 people in your family and friend circle we we crave acceptance of a certain sort and mm-hmm. because of which these underlying emotions of fear and doubt uh, creep in every now and then besides which creative by itself is a process that uh, that challenges the very being of who you were prior to this uh, mm. i i want to bring in a small episode that happened i was lucky to meet a monk from the forest tradition ajan jayasaro uh, last year and yeah. ajan jayasaro uh, has been uh, uh, one of the more well known uh, monks who who learned under ajan cha hmm. and uh, ajan cha has ensured that they will never go and give a speech which is prepared in advance so uh, when i uh, i heard his speech uh, maybe fortunately or unfortunately i had heard so much of him and i had read so much of it i almost knew everything that he had said before so i uh, got a opportunity of one on one with him for a oh, wow for a, for a brief few moments and one of the questions i asked him was uh, when you are not allowed to prepare how is it that this speech sounds so much like uh, what you have spoken earlier he said the funny part is that the audience speaks to me i i may have a basic idea of what i want to say yeah. at least the beginning of it and when i sit there and i am about to start sometimes the the convers what i am saying even it's one sided uh, it is it kind of moves in one direction even if i do not want it to move in that direction it takes mm. where it wants to take me and then there are certain few things that i definitely want to cover because those are very close to my heart they have mm-hmm. for my experience so those are things that i'll bring in so for example maybe the i am just thinking aloud i don't really remember the example he gave me but say the five precepts he wants to bring in how important they are to the practice or the understanding of the four noble truths so stuff like that hmm. those are things that worked very well for me and i want to kind of it's his way of giving away the goodness hmm. that is found in them hmm. i found that very fascinating instead of getting perturbed about a question which kind of asked how you say you don't prepare but it sounded like prepared he did not take it like that he understood the spirit of my question hmm. and was was flexible enough to give me an answer which completely blew me off in terms of my own uh, strength that i draw even in the podcast uh, hmm. the idea of going impromptu came just because 
had spoken to him and i i felt if it is possible for one human being to go out with good intent and succeed uh, with a little bit of hiccups here and there we too can succeed hmm. so now my question to you is uh, is it necessary to have that sense of uh, understanding about emotional loss of freedom when when we have fear when we have doubt uh, there is no emotional freedom anymore we are now getting very uh, stuck about our, our point of view which again mm. to not allowing the letting go process to happen mm. my question is when you have drawn this science it sounds very good and fascinating but when those kind of feelings arise Uh, and if they were risen in you at some point of time, like I'm sure as a creative person, there must be days that you are clear in your head that something needs to be done about this, but you don't have the answer. And oh. I've kind of maybe called the audience or called somebody who is going to listen to you, and you are you're not ready. Hmm. If that is the scene, how do you uh, deal with it? How do you deal with the fear and doubt when it arises? Uh, in spite of your open-mindedness, because at that point you've got to be humble. You don't know the answer, surely. it's no longer a intellectual thing of course <laughs> so the simplest answer is is of course fear and doubt sees me all the time uh however fear and doubt fear and doubt come and they go and it's if i have a day when things are not going well let's say creatively digitally because of course to play is is a physical thing as well um i'm 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 fortunate enough to have had my practice be there as a constant companion in the last now 17 years and through that and having this as as a kind of really as a companion I now see that yes this fear and this doubt they will pass. And so even if it's very personal fear and very personal doubt about my worth as an artist or about my worth as a son or a a friend or any of these things I I have learned to trust that there is another phase beyond the fear and the doubt and i somehow want to bring that back to spontaneity because i think that you you mentioned this this uh ajan sadio is that his name yeah so my brother as i'm sure I've spoken about my brother lives in in bangkok actually in thailand Oh. and yes and my brother speaks thai and my brother of course introduced me to vipassana um okay. 18 years ago before i began sitting and so through him i have actually listened to some discourses of uh of ajahn sadio as well and i'm aware of this tradition of of uh, not preparing dharma talks but being able to extemporize and this this thing which you talk about of getting something back from one's audience in a way this is also an understanding i think that you are not the one giving the talk actually 
the con the content which you are producing in a way the flow which you are producing is actually being channeled through you you are in a position one is in a position of being almost like an antenna there is a kind of there is knowledge there is mere knowledge there is mere creativity there is mere sound and at that moment for whatever reason one is in the position to channel this but in that sense one is less of an active participant than one would normally think so the monk giving the dharma talk it's not his dharma talk the dharma is actually talking through him that is also why the audience being there is so important because they become part of that unique moment uh, i do feel similarly as an improviser when i improvise music i certainly improvise differently based on the context each each moment is unique and stepping away from uh how do i say that stepping away from fear and doubt in those moments where you are in front of a public a paying public who has who has paid to see you and of course you want to perform and you want to do your best but you actually I, I have found this understanding that actually if, if I think of myself as merely being a channel, a conduit, an antenna, that honestly helps my understanding of the process because I don't think, well, where did that idea come from? I accept that the idea is there. So something happens, it flows out. And once it's gone, it's gone. You know, you don't judge its passing. Um, Yeah, I, at the risk of going on too long, I, I will um, just add one more point, which I find very interesting. There is a kind of memory that I have as a performer when I'm improvising, which is to say no memory at all. I can never ever recall the musical content of what I have improvised afterwards it's completely stricken from my short and long-term memory however when i play someone else's music i have a kind of hyper engaged memory where every single moment of a performance of say a mozart piece i will remember exactly how i played it i mean it's a slight exaggeration perhaps but i the memory is extremely strong i will remember well in the 32nd bar on the third beat i i i played the f sharp a little bit more bright than i normally would and the opposite is true when i'm improvising the opposite is true when i'm that channel it it completely flows through me without any kind of indentation on my on my memory at all uh, I suspect that I'm far from alone in improvisers in, in having this experience because I think that the art of improvising in itself requires you to be in the moment so much that you're, you're not judging the past and you're not thinking about the future. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a couple of thoughts on that. What you just said. Uh, the first.